we are swimming in high quality restaurant ranch dressing right now. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're reviewing the Justice League Snyder Cut release. Oh, you best believe it's it. out, and we just talked about it for like an hour, so this is the second episode mm-hmm. of the day for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's out there, and it's loving every minute of it. Uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier team up for their new show this week mm-hmm. as well. Classic animated Star Wars is coming to Disney Plus. Yes, and more, and more. Yeah, I was. Uh, I'm always excited when you're sending me news uh, through text messages throughout the week. So uh, I, know, I got some fun little nuggets this week. Well, I mean, this is a week of of one of those rare weeks in the year uh, where we get a couple of them, maybe maybe a handful, where uh, there's multiple releases on the same week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everything is press junkets for those goddamn releases, and all the other news is like, yeah, we're not putting anything out because it's just gonna drown in yeah. in everything. So this week we had Justice League and Falcon and Winter Soldier. So if you tried to put anything out in the middle of this, it was just gone. So yeah, I mean, I, I just feel I feel a little physically drained at this point in time. I've dedicated so many hours this week to Zack Snyder more than usual. Um, in yeah. four hours just to his cut. Yeah. On top of that, the probably the the other maybe hour or two of online research and watching other reviews out there from other people that I like to get their opinions from and then on top of that the hour we just chatted uh, when we reviewed mm-hmm. the film uh, that you can see in your and, feed if you're subscribed to Superhero Slate and it's just like man I'm getting drained Whew. yeah well the best part about that is, is you know we it I, I, I'm glad we did this review because I don't think we beat a dead horse on this one we just did um, the 2017 review of Justice League versus this one, I think, are going to be very different, uh, mm-hmm. and mostly because you know we 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 took this as a, a review opportunity, not a um, it's not a bash fest, if you will. So yeah, we we, we did that with Fan Four Stick years ago, and <laughs> sometimes we have those, but I, I think we we did a good episode. So if you guys want to check that, that's in uh, it's in our feed. Uh, if you haven't watched it yet, um, block out your four hours for the week and <laughs> figure out how you're going to get that in there, but. Everything else. I just want to go ahead and say, um, I'm very happy. Uh, this is one of those rare moments in time where the episode number is 317, which was also the date this week, which was also my birthday, Mike. Like it all <laughs> falls together perfectly this week in the past, like five days oh, to give me 317. Yeah. So it's, it's the rule of large numbers, Chris. If we keep doing this, we're going to have lots of lined up. Mm. I mean, uh, someday we're going to be on episode 666 and uh, yeah. that'll be fun. Maybe. Oh man. What if 666 landed like, um, on Friday, the 13th weekend, uh-huh. that would be pretty rad. Yeah. In October of uh, Halloween <laughs> month. Yeah. I, I'm down with that. Let me do some math. We'll see if we can get that out there and see if we can skip a couple <laughs> or, or double. Yeah, down. Maybe, we, maybe we can finesse it. Fudge a few numbers there, but no, I mean, uh, we're essentially in the in Simpsons territory, right? Like, you know, if we uh, we do enough of these, we're bound to predict something right or do something good. Mm-hmm. So um, that's pretty fun. Uh, this week, um, I I'm gonna be honest, with you, my corn stream is very light this week, Mike, um, because of a couple things. Uh, first, uh, it is the Snyder Cut and Falcon Winter Soldier. That was a long. That was a time suck to be. Yeah, I mean that, that is corn stream material, but we've yeah. we've uh, we've blocked that out into the normal show notes. <laughs> exactly. But um, this week is one of those rare moments where a, a video game I play had a new season come out. Um, mm-hmm. Fortnite has their season six for chapter two come out. So I spent a couple of days exploring the new features and playing with with you know my friends on that. So I didn't get to really watch anything because I knew my watch list was coming up and I'm like, well, oh. I actually, I mean, Fortnite is big enough to where I don't even play the game, but the, when the opening cinematics for the new seasons get released, I watch them just because yeah. they're highly produced. It, and the one this time was uh, like co-directed by the Russo brothers. Exactly. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. So the, we had a, we had a, the co-director for the Russo brothers for the opening cinematic, which is pretty cool because um, again, you, you talked about this, you know, Fortnite is so big that they can take other IPs and implement them into their, their game. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and their art style, as you mentioned, is very you know easy to adapt those things. So mm-hmm. literally, you get Master Chief and Aliens and the Predator. Oh yeah, uh, Ripley and, and Sarah Connor back to back. That was so yeah, cool. and, and Terminator. Yeah, Terminator. Like all in all, this you know this opening scene, uh, and then um the uh the the at the end of it, like the the character summons someone from from an asteroid, right? Um, it's actually voiced by The Rock. 
uh, himself, oh, Dwayne Johnson. Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, his outfit's modeled after his tattoo. If you look at it a little bit, so oh, okay. I'll uh, take a look. Yeah, so it was really fun to, to dive into that this week and, and play some of that. Uh, you know, uh, always a new season. It, it wears over time. You don't you don't have as much fun. You know, diminishing returns, if you will. Uh, but we got some other video game news actually down in the down in the show notes. But I'll, we'll talk about that later, Mike. But you, you've uh, looks like you've got a documentary here and uh, part of the Alan Tudyk verse on your list. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I basically I'll fill out the corn stream for us this week. There is a delightful documentary on uh, ironically Netflix uh, called The Last Blockbuster about the last blockbuster, and it's just this really nice nostalgia trip down memory lane. I was apprehensive about watching it at first because there's a few kind of like, you know, nostalgic documentaries on Netflix that are just horrendous to watch. Uh, like the the movies that made us I cannot stand the editing style of that it's just too frenetic it makes me want to like rip my eyes out and they don't seem to respect the history that much in that in that documentary so I was a little hesitant to watch this but I was glad that I hit play there's a lot of there's a lot of fun uh, celebrity talking heads in this that I personally enjoy like Ron Funches a really funny stand-up comedian um, Doug Benson who has a, mm-hmm. a Doug Loves Movies podcast which is really fun uh, Kevin Smith makes an appearance in it and then also to tie it directly to the show the voice actor of Obi-Wan Kenobi from the Clone Wars is featured in this I, I just which Clone Wars that- um, the, 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 the CG animated. Okay. One. The most recent one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't expecting that. So he must be like a friend of the filmmakers because he's kind of a weird addition to add to this. Like, of, of course, you know, anybody in the entertainment industry has, you know, opinions and nostalgia, you know, about blockbuster, but like really the voice actor for Obi-Wan Kenobi, but it's really, really fun because, uh, there's moments where they, where they hand these people being interviewed, like old, like blockbuster VHS, uh, tapes and they hold them and like experience the nostalgia all over again. Again, and he runs through like different voices that he does. He's not just Obi-Wan Kenobi. He does like a really convincing like Fred Flintstone. He has a great Christopher Walken impression. So he's like just, you know, a professional voice actor for sure. Uh, but it, it, it's great. It's fun. I love it. You get to you get to find out about where the last blockbuster is located, the, the family and woman that runs it. And it's just it's just really, really nice. It's a pleasant experience. And they actually get some like top level executives that used to work for blockbuster on the record talking about it closing down. And I find it really, really funny because I, I think it's the CEO or somebody that was in charge of Blockbuster. I don't remember the Chiron that was below his uh, below his talking head. But he was just like, no, contrary to popular belief, Netflix did not destroy Blockbuster. And then later on, he goes on to elaborate and just says literally how Netflix did destroy Blockbuster. <laughs> but also the financial crisis had a little bit a uh, hand in it as, as well. So it's just kind of like, oh, and it's so funny. I'm watching this on Netflix. So if you really just want an awesome nostalgia trip, uh, watch like the last Blockbuster on Netflix. It, it's yeah. great. I, I think you'd really like it, Chris. It, it. Well, and I think, I think, uh, you know, a lot of our listeners probably remember video stores. We've talked about that multiple times, you know, our history of going to video stores and that experience. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's, I think it's great. I was actually talking to someone, um, again, video is Pokemon snap is coming up April 30th and Blockbuster mm-hmm. had a deal where you take your photos oh, in your yeah, cartridge and they, they print them like off. For you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's a, that's a, you know something people are looking hopefully they 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 were they find a way to do it but i think with the internet these days just print them at home but anyway continue yeah so that is the last blockbuster and then there is a show on sci-fi right now starring alan tudyk called resident alien Mm -hmm. about an alien that crash lands on earth and has to assume the identity of a human and then uh, attempt to blend in kind of almost feels a little bit like invader zim it's almost kind of the same story of alien lands on earth disguises themselves trying to destroy the planet as well um so this is on Sci-Fi, but you can stream it uh, for free on Peacock with ads, which is how we uh, have been watching it, because I don't have cable, so I don't have Sci-Fi. Um, and I don't have the premium version of Peacock, so I was happy that I could uh, stream it for free over there. So this is kind of a, a, a fun little show where, you know, you can tell they, they're on a TV budget, so they're doing their best trying to take this Sci-Fi concept, but also try to uh, stretch some of their uh, financial resources uh, yeah. to get some of the alien tech working. Um, you know, it, it's all right. I would say it's an excellent it's an excellent background show if you just kind of are busy doing other things and want to uh, gaze up at the TV every once in a while. Um, uh, they do this cool thing where since he's disguising himself as Alan Tudyk, 
um, they'll every once in a while they'll cut to what he's doing in like a reflection of just like oh don't forget that he's an alien and I think they're actually putting Alan Tudyk in an alien suit they put like the like this gooey head on top of him and you know I'm, they're probably CGing his arms or something like that but then he's got like little gloves on so those are the really fun moments too when he's just like you know being a doctor and trying to examine somebody and then, then you see like his alien face while he's trying to do it so those are kind of fun little moments but I've heard uh, other people talking about it um, and the the story is starting to um, starting to branch out a little bit more I think there's like five episodes available we've seen maybe four of them and they're starting to introduce some more of these new characters the plot is starting to weave a little bit more so if you're just looking for some I, kind of fun poppy sci-fi drama they're like 44 minute episodes so yeah um, there's, there's actually eight of them um, I've had people oh, rec- okay. I've had a lot of people recommend this show to me uh, and I was like maybe whenever it's all said and done I'll, I can jump in for sure but yeah, uh, I I think the main criticism I have of it is the rules for the alien itself are a little wishy-washy, not quite as crazy as maybe some boxes in an upcoming movie that we we're about to talk about. But since it does have a comedic tone, you can kind of look overlook some of those things. But it's just kind of like, I feel like this alien just does what is convenient for the plot sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, uh, you know, well, I'll, I'll let it be. But, you know, Resident Alien on Sci-Fi, if you got it on Peacock, if you want to stream it. But that's what I've been watching this week, Chris. Yeah, there you go. I mean, uh, like I said, I, I've heard that. I've heard of Resident Alien quite a bit, and several people are like you should watch it. I'm like, well, maybe when it's all wrapped up, I'll, I'll dive in. But uh, uh, it also pops up. It's a it's a popular um, image on uh, my uh, <clears throat> torrent sites. Um, it's usually <laughs> one that people get a lot of. Uh, I don't, but it's it's free on on Peacock. You said so. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe is all eight free, or maybe is it on a delay kind of thing? You think um, it, it might be on a delay? I wasn't keeping a super yeah. concrete track of the episode list but there there's a decent chunk over on peacock right okay now. well there you go there you go all right well let's jump into the shared corn stream section mike we'll just get right into <laughs> this this because it's very important uh you know that we all talk about the justice league the Zack snyder's justice league if you mm-hmm. will and it released on hbo max this week uh, as promised um uh, they've they've delivered they gave us our four hour and one minute movie and some odd seconds and uh, we both were able, uh, luckily, had enough time that we could sit down and and, and uh, digest this in one go, Mike, uh, with no real like multi-day adventures or so on and so forth. Um, and we, we both got to do that. And then we have a review episode uh, in this, you know, where we talk sp- spoilers if you can for a three and a half year old movie, um, <laughs> and and some more in our own opinions. But you know, uh, I think we uh, we jump right in, Mike. If you want to let people know. Uh, Spoiler free. How do you think? What do you think of this? Uh, the Snyder Cut. I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet. This four-hour cut was not enough to move the needle significantly for me. Still not a fan of it. Still not a big fan of Zack Snyder's work in the DC universe. Uh, I will objectively say that this is a better version of the story. But if the cost is sitting down and absorbing four hours of uh, Zack Snyder's speed ramping and desaturation. Uh, it's, it just overall was not worth it for me. I can't imagine a scenario in the future where I ever sit down and commit this type of time to the movie again. You know, this is now technically like the third time I've seen this movie in a different iteration, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel wholly different to me. Of course, we talk about a lot of the differences in our spoiler cast. It just is not quite enough for me to be on board with the Snyderverse, but... Uh, there's a lot of people that will disagree and think this is a, literally the greatest superhero movie of all time, which I think is a little insane. Uh, but I could see how you could possibly argue it's higher up on your DC list now with mm-hmm. this slightly better version. But uh, no surprise here if you have listened to us over the years talk about Snyder's version of the films. We're not fans, and uh, this did not help. Chris, what about you? <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, there is... Um when I sit here and try to remember scenes from this movie, it's very difficult and that's not a good sign. I think the first one, uh, they're very tonally different films and you're going to see that probably in a lot of reviews, but that doesn't mean that a tone change makes a better film at the end of the day. Uh, it's still a mess. It could use some editing, but you know, some of the characters get better points and you feel more relatable to them rather than them showing up out of nowhere. Um, and, and having these, uh, I guess what we talked about the the Avengers League Avengers moment in the the Joss Whedon version versus Zack Snyder's version, who is also again I think has the had the benefit of hindsight, you know, sitting on a movie for three and a half years. You know what fans have wanted, and you know where the other one went wrong. So 
you know, with uh, some extra money to film some extra scenes, you are able to make a movie that's probably a little, little better. Uh, but you know, still within within that, I think you know we didn't talk about this in the review, Mike. But I will give Zack Snyder credit for actually staying within his own look and style. Like this feels like a Zack Snyder film, doesn't it? At the end of the day, like yeah, I uh, I, I can't argue with you. It, unapologetically, <laughs> it is a Zack Snyder movie, and um, and that's what it is. And if you are expecting it to change the world or become you know wholly better than the other one, I think you know you'll be disappointed. But you know, as we've learned with any fan of Zack Snyder's work his, his his body of work there's hyperbole to be involved so uh be <laughs> be prepared to, to see and read some of that well um uh, but also at the same time there is you know uh some 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 upgrades to this film that you know feel better but I don't think it's like you said if it depends how many notches are on that needle Mike uh, if, if there's 20 notches on the needle maybe a couple notches uh if there's like five no not so much I think I think it's it's not enough to go up a a whole letter grade, if you will. Um, maybe maybe a B to a B plus, but not a B to an A minus, if you will. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's I, I that's how we feel about it. We we have a whole review episode about it. I don't think there's a lot of spoilers in this movie. It's, they, like the, we've talked about this before, the plot point is the same. The beats are like the beats may be different, but the whole plot is the same, right? Because they took this movie and created a Joss Whedon version of it, not started from the ground up if you will mm-hmm. so you're still fighting a gray alien monster that does not change mm-hmm. yeah exactly in russia where nobody seems <laughs> to be uh for that so yeah we, we we talked about that now what i think mike is most excited for oh, no don't say it Chris. is the second release of the snyder cut in black and white called the justice is gray edition um we've talked about this before that um you know, Zack Snyder's working on a black and white version of this because he can't he can't be done, Mike. He can't be done. There will be extra scenes with your fan favorite Joker, Jared Leto, in this uh Justice is Grey version. And who knows what else? Um <laughs> if you will. But you know, we he's they HBO Max or Snyder Cut has released a black and white clip on Twitter, which is, you know, HBO Max's account for this movie. And of course, the the clip is them working on the all important troop yes. carrier. It gets a whole lot of play in this well, version. I will tell movie. you, there was so much color in the scene to begin with, Mike, that the black and white <laughs> definitely enhances it. Right? It, it's not. I'm I'm joking. This was a very bland shot scene to begin with in terms of of lighting and color. But you know, they they do show us this, and you know, it is you know, um, I don't think it's what was that the what's the uh, Mad Max one is that. Blood and the chrome, chrome edi- the chrome edition. The chrome edition, yeah, yeah. is um, you know probably got a, mo- a lot more uh, variety in it than this does. I think Snyder, you know, always you know has that grayscale to everything, so I don't think you're going to see a lot of difference. But you know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the clips they've added to that in uh, on YouTube whenever this comes out without yeah, having yeah. to rewatch it again. Yeah. yeah, this kind of brings up the broader discussion that we kind of got in a little bit during the review is what's the longevity of the Snyder Cut here? Mm-hmm. You know, is the Snyder Cut, is the Snyder Universe truly going to be restored? Uh, I, I said at the end of the review, still no spoilers, but I believe the Snyder Cut did what HBO Max wanted it to do and it got news cycles. If this was a $75 million um, you know, extended version, I believe that's the, the number that's been floating around for how much the Snyder Cut cost, I think they got their money's worth when it came to mm-hmm. headlines and also uh, just what was trending over the weekend, especially with a big Marvel property coming out as well. Um, you know, does this have longevity? Uh, I, I don't want to call out uh, yeah. super uh, super fan uh, Jim, but I, I saw that he was uh, talking about the Snyder Cut online, and then he had a friend who commented, or maybe it was a family member, that said, uh, dude, don't you know that there's basketball going on right now? Which I just thought was really, really funny because it does kind of ground us nerds a little bit right when we think like the Snyder Cut is like the biggest news on the planet right now we have to remember that sports will always be trending harder than anything superhero will and I just thought it was kind of funny it's just like come on man Let's talk about superhero stuff. I don't want to hear about your basketball. I have to hear this for the whole month coming up. I, yeah. There's a whole month dedicated to your basketball. So <laughs> just a, uh, just a funny observation, Jim. I just, I just Oh yeah. Yeah. Just, well, it was just so funny reading just like, dude, there's basketball. It, I don't want to hear about your nerd shit right now. Well, the, the other thing was, remember when they, they were threatening to release this over a month? Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, they were like, oh, you're gonna have four episodes of, of justice league. And I'm like, God damn it. I really don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> uh, but that would probably had a little longevity and this feels like, you know, there, there's four hours that you could drop, you know, cut into this. But like, I agree. Like, will this, will the, will the Snyder cut, will justice league, you know, now that it's out there is laid bare, will it have, 
you know, uh, will we be talking about it in a month or will we finally get that stupid plane over our head out of the way um, for yeah. that and, and release the re- restore the Snyder verse, right? That's, that's yeah. our next big yeah. push. It's, it's, it's hard to say if it would ever get restored to what it originally was intended to be, but it is kind of crazy if we don't think that there's an executive somewhere in Warner brothers, that's, plotting something right mm-hmm. you know they're, they're doing some they're doing some hard math on, on a, mm-hmm. a napkin somewhere yep so i mean but but also we talked about this how many of these actors are still in the dc universe and what do you do about that how do the other movies affect this right like you know yeah i mean really if you think about it it's really just batman it's the batman equation if you can yeah. somehow you know slot in robert pattinson you know wonder woman's still playing mm-hmm. uh, aquaman still coming out Flash is still in development. Uh, Henry Cavill could theoretically come back. So really, the no. Justice League is still intact. You know, Ray Fisher's beef was really with Joss Whedon and the people orbiting him. You know, if, if those things have been solved and, and fixed, really, you could no. get the majority of this no. Justice League back if if you wanted to. I don't yeah. personally need it, well, but you could. Well, the, 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 the thing is, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Ray Fisher's is with the Warner Brothers president, Walter Hamada. So I, I don't, I don't know if that's going to, I mean, I, I don't think there, there may be a chance, but it's a slim chance in hell. They do something with everybody again, you know, kind of down the road. Now we, well, we have what Shazam, uh, you know, we could, we could bring in the other, the better Joker if you really want to at the end of the day. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's next for this, but you know, hopefully we, uh, we can lay some of this to rest uh, the rumors and, and the theories to rest and, and move this on is, with, with this is the else. best time to say, stay subscribed to the superhero slate because if it pops back up, we will talk about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll be, it'll be in our news. Don't you worry. We'll through hell or high water. We'll, we'll put it in here. One of the two. So um, yeah. So we're going to jump on to another DC property, Mike, unless you have something else you want to talk about. Nope. I do not want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> Are you familiar with our man then? Uh, our man, our man, is he like the? Is he the faceless detective, or am I thinking of somebody else? You're thinking of someone else. Okay. All right. I'm so, thinking of Question Man. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Of. So apparently, this this character who has been in Legends of Tomorrow and the Star Girl TV shows uh, gets super strength and endurance for one hour based on this synthesis he created. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yep. Sounds good. Uh, but WB Warner Brothers is developing a live action Our Man movie. Where half of it is he has powers and the other half he does not, I guess. To make it a <laughs> so two-hour movie. Two-hour movie. <laughs> but, it's, uh, but it's being written by Gavin James and Neil Widener, um, who are also currently working on San Andreas 2 and Now You See Me 3. I don't know where that puts it. Into, they've, they've worked on other stuff, but that was a, their next two projects. I mean, I don't know if that's a, is that a good sign. Is that a great is that? Huh? Yeah, I don't. I, I I don't think so. Okay, great, <laughs> cool. Uh, and then um, there's actually three characters who have been uh, our man. The chemist Rex T- Tyler has been the one in the shows Legends of Tomorrow and Star Girl, and has coincidentally been killed off in both of those shows. So that leaves <laughs> I think him open for the movie. Uh, his son Rick Tyler takes up the mantle uh, usually after him, and then there was an android named Matthew Tyler. Mm. Um, I should take this moment to say it's not question man that I was it, it just the question or question. I, I feel oh. like an idiot for calling him question man, but uh, I don't know. This always brings me back to the original uh, thought that I have when it comes to Warner brothers of what is going on over there. Mm-hmm. Really our man out of all the other characters that could possibly get a movie. It, it's our man. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't even a situation where you have to worry about like, Oh, Hawkman is tied up at another studio and you can't make a Hawkman movie like, or like a Hawk woman movie or is it hot girl or hot woman it's yeah, hot it's hot girl but they're, they're both in the black adam movie yeah it's just like really mm-hmm. our man is where you want to go but who knows a way a lot of the way these studios work is if uh if they really want to work with a writer you know they just say hey what do you want to write you know we have all of these characters pick one that you want to develop mm-hmm. so they're just like oh our man sounds interesting i think i could do something with that so who knows if it even ever gets past, uh, you know, writing the script. Right, right. Yeah, they, they put a lot – they, they write a lot of stuff, right? They move, mm-hmm. They work on a lot of things. So I, I don't think it's uh, – I don't think it's a guarantee we'll ever see it. But, you know, maybe it comes out and it's not under Warner Brothers. Maybe, like, you know, the, another company steps in to help produce it or something like that. And this doesn't take mm-hmm. away from DC stuff. But um, what an obscure choice uh, of, of characters to pull from when you have a – a litany, uh, uh, hun- oh, almost a hundred years of a roster. What a roster you yeah. have over there at DC. Yeah, yeah. You could pick somebody else, uh, and uh, and go down that route. Well, I mean, Martian Manhunter's not getting a movie. Why don't you give him a movie? <laughs> yeah, he, he needs one. 
He's a, he's a popular guy these days. Or anyone really from Inju- the Injustice movies. You know, Solomon Grundy, give him a movie. And then release it on a Monday because apparently <laughs> there's some sort of rhyme in there. But Our man, in works at WB. Uh, speaking of, um, you know, um, other DC properties, I guess I don't know how to tie this in. Uh, the Gotham Knights video game has been delayed to 2022. Uh, I'm sure well, everyone... Wait, wait, wait a minute, Chris. Are you trying to tell me a video game has been delayed. I've yep. never heard of that happening. Exactly. Before. Exactly. And well, I think this was, it's crazy because I think this is the studio who did the Arkham origins game, which is like what people like, you know, they love the Arkham games, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we played all those. This is uh one where you get to play as red hood, Robin, the Tim Drake version, Batgirl and Nightwing. Uh, I think we saw the trailer a couple months ago, right? Um, yeah. And it's literally everybody but Batman. Yeah, pretty much. Cause Batman's dead in this world, but it's not connected to the Arkham games. It's just the studio who made the Arkham games, but it looks it looks so similar, but I think mm-hmm. that people are very excited about this because it has two player and I don't think they've ever done a Batman two player game or at least not a long mm-hmm. time or a Lego game. So a lot of people are excited about it, but you know, uh, without, a, you know, if it was coming out next week and they delayed it to next year, I'd say, yeah, that's probably a warning sign, but this, they just said 2021 and they put 2022. I think this is fine, right? Like this isn't, yeah, this is video isn't, games get delayed. Yeah. All the time. Right. We're still in a world where most people are still working at home uh, or remotely. Uh, and, you know, video games require, I'm, I assume, uploading a lot of assets back and forth. Make sure you're working on the right same version. So my guess is that's just going to take a little longer to get back to normal. But I don't think this is a, a concern for this game. Um, but I do want to try it when it comes out. I do like playing the Arkham games very much so. So uh, this will be on my, my, my to try list eventually when it comes out. On the flip side of that, uh, the game, the little little game that could or could not, depending on which way you cut it, the Avengers game, uh, Hawkeye uh, and the Future Imperfect storyline is now available for free, uh, which all the stuff's available for free, but it's now out this week as of Thursday. So if you were holding out because you really wanted to play Hawkeye uh, or you want your full, <laughs> Avengers level, uh, full Avengers roster, he's now available. Uh, the next-gen update is also available. So if you have a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X, you get the you know what is it, the higher fidelity graphics, the next gen experience, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, but then they went ahead and told us that Black Panther will be out in uh, about three months this summer with a whole new biome of Wakanda, Claw as a villain, and they they showed the Black Panther suit, which looked pretty cool. Uh, if you didn't get to see that, Mike. Um, I mean, I just you, you yeah. know my opinions about right. this game, but like I just tried to imagine the Black Panther biome, and I was just like, oh, it's just gonna be another empty wasteland where I run around. And punch an aim bot, and then there's like a weird aim door that I have to like punch repeatedly, and then all of a sudden I'm in, in another procedurally generated <laughs> underground mm-hmm. lair. I mean, this this game just uh you know well, is, is not for me any <laughs> well, anymore. But, but, but I'm honestly surprised that it's still chugging along. Right, and and they have more. I mean, Captain Marvel's on the way, Spider Man, so on and so forth. If you still have the game, at least you know the benefit is you're not paying DLC prices for these, right? Like you literally. If you wanted to pop it in tomorrow, download the update, you could play as Hawkeye or Black mm-hmm. Panther when it comes out for free, which oh, is man, a would, benefit that you don't get to see in many games these days. I pulled up, I pulled up Twitch the other day, and the uh, the promoted front page account was uh, like a, the Marvel Games uh, Twitter account, mm-hmm. and they had somebody um, showing off the uh, Hawkeye update. And, you know, you can obviously tell he's there to advertise the game. He's not just, like, some streamer that's playing the game. And he's just like, oh, yeah, man, this Hawkeye expansion is so awesome. Yeah, I'm going to go up. I'm, I'm going to fight these guys. Oh, yeah, watch watch me juggle. Watch me juggle these enemies. And then it's just, like, five seconds of him firing arrows. And he's just mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I got the juggle. And I'm just like, no, you didn't. You just shot a bunch of arrows, and that that's all that happened. So it's a juggle. I, it's a, that's juggling, Mike. Have you ever juggled robots yeah, before? Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I, I guess. But, yeah, this, this game just – it ain't for me. But right. uh, um, I'm curious if they can turn it around. It, you know, it's a it's an interesting – well, I don't know experiment. I don't know. I, I mean, it's, I mean, again, it's not for you. I'm not. I'm not giving the news for you. I'm giving the news for everybody. Uh, but like, again, this is I, one of those things where I play video games all the time, and all they want to do is charge you for more skins, right? They want to charge you for more characters and stuff like that. And in a world of that, I'm honestly surprised they haven't done that on this situation. Where they're like, if you want Hawkeye, you need to pay fifteen to twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Do you want this new level where you get to fight the maestro in this new biome? you know, $20 kind of thing. And I'm just kind of impressed that they haven't gone that route yet. Even if it, you know, if the game could be tanking, like I could see them like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to charge you now for this stuff. Um, but you know, they're, they're always, they're always, I, I see updates to this game every week. Uh, I don't play as much cause you, you got to sit down and provide, you know, 30 minutes to an hour for a level, but you know, they're still, 
there's a lot more on this uh the the content roadmap that they're working on but i would love to see what spider-man looks like that's the one that they've kind of held out on a little bit mm-hmm. uh, and that being playstation exclusive i you know that set off some people uh um last i think uh was it last summer or last year when they announced it so mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll see that coming out uh xbox put out an ad this week and this xbox commercial um ties into falcon and Winter soldier but also all the way back to avengers endgame and it finally reveals the identity of Noob Master 69, the Thor's uh, worst enemy when playing actually Fortnite in uh, in Endgame. <laughs> and you come to find out it's uh, DC Pearson, uh, the, the, the comedian, uh, who actually was in Winter Soldier. Did you know that? He was the Apple guy at the Apple store with uh, oh, Steve and yeah, Natasha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, isn't that where they are in their little disguises? Yes, yes, and they're 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 hacking the 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 flash drive. So he's actually that character in there, and then he reprises it here to to find out. It's just a fun little thing. It's new. Mask. I was just having this conversation with my wife the other day. Um, uh, there, uh, there's a moment in Falcon and the Winter Soldier where there's a banker, right? And I just I, I just imagine like you're an actor out there working. Probably one of the biggest dreams that you have is to possibly be cast in the MCU as like a big character, right? I mean, like wow, what a big paycheck what a way to really get your face out there what a way to really elevate your fame and i just keep thinking like what if unfortunately you get cast as just a side character in the mcu <laughs> but the continuity is so strong but that's all you're allowed to be until like this universe either resets itself or somehow you get insanely famous and then it doesn't matter because they'll just cast you anyway you yeah. know it made me think about like carl urban who is um who is he he's the i, I don't remember his name but he was like the lackey for uh, um yeah you know, Rock. Oh my gosh. Uh, um, yeah. I don't remember his name. Either way, it doesn't matter. But like, we love Carl Urban on this podcast. Yeah. I would love to see him take a more prominent role in the MCU. So if we don't see that particular character ever pop up in the MCU again, does that mean we're never going to see Carl Urban play uh, no. within this sandbox of the MCU? Because they recast people all the time. Um, in the upcoming Eternals, the character Cersei is played by Jimma Chan, who played um, the blue. Um, Cree girl in Captain Marvel who was like yeah, her well, nemesis now mind yeah. you I mean, <laughs> if Carl Urban grows his hair back and they don't give him the, the bald hair and tattoo and beard he could be somebody else um, but yeah, so, yeah, I, I just, uh, but either way, uh, this, uh, this, this comedian who is now new master now, all of his hopes for being a, a larger role in the MCU yeah. are all dashed. He will forever be this, uh, this nerd. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's crazy for, I mean, he was in a, a comedy sketch group. He had a movie with, um, uh, oh my God, Donald Glover. He's like good friends with Donald Glover. So, I mean, if mm. he wants to, and they ever bring Donald Glover back into Spider-Man, you know, there's a, he could probably he could probably find his way back in. Yeah, get that paper, boy. Trim his hair, shave his beard. He'd be he'd be good. But uh, I think it's funny to see New Master sixty nine, and uh, it's just a fun little throwaway thing, right? Nobody really cares at the end of the day who it is, <laughs> who it was. Uh, moving on to the Loki show, it uh, gives us you know the first poster for the upcoming series. We just had a new show debut on Disney Plus, so the next show is the next one on the radar. And uh, we got this here on Twitter. We get a look at the you know, same. Um, font in the bottom for the different eras loki in a tva um, prison suit would looks like a, a shot collar on his neck yeah or like a tracking collar or something yeah and uh, um a clock with like six hands in the background like a little watch face with mm-hmm. six hands i can't seem to figure out uh what the 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 time clock the if those are any like there's any secret meanings behind the hands or not but um i wouldn't be surprised if we find out later that there is yeah, it looks pretty rad. I know that you have said that this is this is the series that you're really looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, uh, uh, Black Widow will be something that we can watch in between Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki to tide us over. Yeah, I, I'm excited for Loki. I mean, I, I say, I mean, all the other ones have been good. WandaVision's been good. All this other stuff, but you know, Loki has the most potential because it it can go anywhere. Uh, literally, it takes place in between the Avengers and in game when he dies but like not in our time stream i guess so uh if they want to get wacky and wild this is the show they're going to do it in so um very very excited to check that out uh and also it's uh, streaming june 11th um venom let there be carnage i think i called this what one week ago two weeks ago uh it moved its release date to september 17th yeah, they don't want to compete with those furious boys. Yeah, so Fast 9 moved to June 25th, and Sony, I don't think Sony has any release date on any movie yet, do they, uh, this year, other than this? Like, they've, they've yeah. kind of pushed everything back. Even uh, James Bond keeps getting pushed back, so um, there's that. But um, 
This also now shares the date with the Death on the Nile movie and the Boss Baby 2. So Oh, Boss Baby 2. Wow, what competition you have over there. I mean, that's a big cross audience, right? You know, yeah. Uh, all the families that... The R-rated Venom movie. Boss Baby 2. <laughs> like, uh, we, we all love Andy Serkis. Uh, yeah. we watched, uh, I watched 13 going on 30 for the first time uh, this week. Um, my, my wife was like, I love this movie. we got to watch it. And I was just like, oh, Andy Serkis is in this movie. He's actually acting. He's not motion capturing anything. And I was like, oh, he's like the low-rent version of Stanley Tucci from The Devil Wears Prada in this movie. So um, I can totally understand maybe why Stanley Tucci was just like, yeah, maybe I want to move on to other things like working behind the camera or in front of the camera, but motion capturing uh, because I don't want to be the dude that runs a fashion magazine in any more uh, romantic comedies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also uh, he probably gets paid more at the end of the Mm -hmm. day. Uh, Why not put um, the 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 revived um, Woody Harrelson in this movie instead? He, He needs something to do. Be a little crazy, but Death on the Nile. I'm actually excited for. Did you watch the um, Murder on the Orient Express, the first movie? No, I didn't. Okay, I actually really enjoyed it. It's got a really good cast in it, um, so oh. I'm excited to see Death on the Nile uh, as a follow up. Probably not before Venom. Let there be carnage, but you know it's it's up there. It's up there. Star Wars news. Some of our favorite time of the show is Star Wars news, and we got two little segments here. Both are saying, "Are you excited to see Boba Fett's holiday special segment?" and high def on your TV at home because it's coming <laughs> oh, to Disney boy. plus not boy, the whole, howdy. not the whole holiday special, just this one for some reason. Oh, I don't okay. know. I don't know why. <laughs> um, and then do you remember the Ewok movies? I remember that they existed, but I've never yeah. seen them. There's two Ewok movies and one Ewok animated series. And they're also all three coming to Disney plus uh, next <laughs> month. What a boon. Yeah, I don't know what the, also the Ewoks ones, but with Boba Fett, I think it's, you know, the the uh, book of Boba Fett show, his return in mm-hmm. The Mandalorian, really driving the Boba Fett desire up, right? So mm-hmm. uh, those analytics might be the, might be the what we talk about, Mike, when they say like those Disney Plus analytics, like, oh, they're searching they're Boba like, Fett. They're like, listen, when the first episode of the book of Boba, Boba Fett ends, we have to recommend these people on Disney Plus something. Yeah. We can't recommend uh, We can't recommend The Mandalorian. They've already seen that. How about we recommend them the other Boba Fett canon that we have, and that's the holiday special. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Let's, let's put that. That's that high-quality content that people are craving for. Um, but I, I, I fully expect maybe by the end of the year, anything in Christmas, they'll put the rest of the holiday segment up, like just I don't drop, know, drop the whole thing. I don't know. I, I totally forgot, uh, that they're making a guardians of the galaxy holiday special. So the yeah. fact that holiday specials are in the air again, makes me excited for James Gunn's version. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think it ties into the third movie, uh, somehow. So knock on wood, but the most exciting part out of the star Wars news is that Gindy Tartakovsky's. Clone Wars, the animated shorts are coming to Disney Plus this April, Mike. Woo! Finally. Yes. Uh, I remember watching these growing up. I had them on DVD for a while as well. And uh, now now here they're they're coming back to be um, to be viewed anytime you want. I mean, that's just great. I mean, if you've not watched these, this is a great opportunity to, to catch them. Yeah, I mean, if you're a fan, if you're a fan of the longer running uh, CG Clone Wars series, this is like foundational watching. You know, a lot of the art style that uh, Gendi Tartakovsky created uh, has has uh, filtered on to Filoni's version of it. So you can see a lot of the origins of maybe why the characters look that they way they look in Filoni's and Filoni's version. Um, Also, uh, I think it's interesting that you can see. Oh, what Grievous! Grievous is all is treated yeah. differently depending on where you're watching him. If you're watching him in the original cinematic version, he's kind of weirdly almost like like a goofy cartoon character, which is funny because he's not a cartoon in it. Like he's this CG mm-hmm. character that kind of like makes weird jokes and you know just kind of. Like, I think he did, like, goofy stuff with his other robot soldiers. He would, like, throw them around or something like that. But yeah. in Gendi Kartakovsky's version, he is, like, this creepiest version of the character. He, like, stalks in the shadows. He's, like, crushing people to death and stuff like that. It's really, really crazy. I think the first episode has that version of Grievous. Of it. Yeah. If not, it's maybe the second episode. And And I believe they also show how he gets his cough in the second volume. Um, mm. I think it's Mace Windu force like pushes him or like mm-hmm. pulls him or something and it crushes the thing giving him that cough that he has in the movies which yeah. you know none of this is canon anymore so it really doesn't matter but it, it was really fun to see at the time because they had an opportunity to to to, to, to 
bridged the clone, the attack of the clones with revenge of the Sith. And they, yeah. they did that with this in two parts. Also, this is, this is totally, uh, uh, uneducated but i feel like the versions i've seen of gendy tartakovsky's clone wars have all been four by three uh aspect ratio i i i don't have any confirmation on that i'd pull it up right now and stream it if i could uh but i feel like i remember it being four by three but i saw some promos of people talking about this and i saw it widescreen so the a widescreen version shouldn't exist if it was created in four by three since it's animation and you don't draw more than you have to but uh, I guess I'll need to figure that out. But either way, whether it's in Zack Snyder's preferred aspect ratio or if it's in widescreen, you should be watching it. E- either way, it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's quality content. I don't think you'll notice the error. It's like what two thousand three, two thousand four. So mm-hmm. when you're watching it, so you can check that out. All right, Mike. That's the news. A short news week, right? We had we had some big drops in between this. We did a whole episode on uh, Justice League, and we had this. But you know, we usually save the end of the shows for our new Disney Plus shows because if you've not mm-hmm. watched it yet. You'll have some time, and the newest one is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is, what, 45, 50-minute episodes right now? Yeah, so, somewhere in that zone. So uh, you get to check those out. Uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about it. We've not actually talked about this at all, really, have we? Uh, so No, we haven't. Um, uh, so this is going to be a good time for us. Uh, Mike, you want to kick it off? You want me to kick it off? What, do you th- what are you feeling? Uh, yeah, uh, this is really – I was trying to think, like, what exactly are we going to talk about this week? Because this is Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the setup, right? All of this episode is set up kind of uh, setting the tone and the framework and kind of maybe getting us used to the camera work, which mm-hmm. is totally different compared to what we've just experienced in, in WandaVision. Uh, even though I think this is technically now being called a six-episode event. Um, I, I saw some like official Disney promo. I don't know exactly where I saw it, if it was like emailed to me in like a newsletter or if I saw it on social media, but it's being billed now as an event mm-hmm. type of situation. And, um, you know, they're not really going to give us two episodes in one week because you're, you know, you don't want to blow your whole load uh, yeah. <laughs> so quickly when you're trying to spread out a whole calendar year streaming. But I really wanted to watch a second episode because, not, not I mean, I'm not trying to, to bag on this first episode because we got a whole lot more to go, but not a whole lot happened, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we set up a lot where the characters are, you know, kind of what situations that we're in, but... Uh, even at the end, I was expecting maybe kind of like a bigger like cliffhanger, but we kind of all knew U.S. Agent was going to be in this show already. So when that reveal happened, I wasn't like super surprised. So uh, I'm hopefully optimistic, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm like, I'm too like, oh, I got to run to social media. Oh, I got to hop on the group chat. Oh, Chris, have you finished watching mm-hmm. this episode? We, we, we got all this stuff to talk about. You know, uh, it was great seeing Sam yeah. Wilson again. Uh, the flashback to Bucky was fun. Um, the opening action sequence was cool. Um, the the guy's name is he the leaper is that his yeah, name? But Batroc, Batroc, yeah, Batroc. Uh, yeah, so that was cool to see that guy back again. I wasn't expecting to see him, even though we may have reported already yeah, on the show did, that he was going to be in yeah. it. But like in all typical Mike fashion, I had forgotten yeah, about it, so it was a it was a fun reveal there. So I had a positive time, but I you know it, it I'm not surprised that everyone was talking about the Snyder Cut this weekend and not the Falcon and the Winter Soldier because. There wasn't really a whole lot to go crazy about within yeah. this first episode. Well, I I think uh, I agree with you. I'm a little a little more positive uh, because I think we we were worried. You know, will the budget for these shows be noticeable? Right. Like mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, was it Wandavision kind of saved all theirs for the sets and the end piece. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, this movie opened with an action piece. Uh, Ooh, it was cool. Uh, unapologetically <laughs> open with a very long harrowing action piece. Right. Like you, I didn't know what was going to happen. How this was going to end. Uh, and um, it was very fun, very very fluid. I didn't I didn't feel like the the effects were bad at any point during this uh, at all. Uh, so it was really it was really nice to to see them you know jump out the gate and just kind of go. But then the rest of it is more. It feels like you know what I would call like maybe um, the wire or twenty four esque for the rest of the episode, right? Like it's you know what are these two people doing? We have the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the titular heroes right uh hanging out but they're not doing anything relevant to the plot we're just seeing them live their lives a little bit we got a sprinkling of the flag smashers who i believe i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna drop a theory on you at the end of this mm-hmm. this this thing mike about them uh and then we had the the reveal of of the um the new captain america but that's really it uh one guy wants to not sell his family's boat and the other guy wants to make amends uh for killing this dude's son so uh 
it's there was like I said, there's not a lot. They're setting the ground for these two characters because they've not had their own moments. They've always been sidekicks, right? Like, yeah. I would never have guessed that the Falcon had a sister. Um, I would never have guessed that Bucky had a sister either, right? Because they don't give us that time. So they're giving us time I, with these characters because I think those are going to be important points later. You know, maybe they're both named Martha. You think their sister? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but like they're they're giving us more of these characters that we never get. You know, we didn't get in the movies, and and that's fine. But I'm gonna also say if you go back and watch the first two episodes of WandaVision, you know, when they ended the you know the like like they didn't really end on cliffhangers either, right? The first mm. two. Right? Yeah, but the the WandaVision did have the whole shtick of the yeah. of the of the kind of T V motif going yeah. for them to kind of make them stand out a little bit different. Right. Um, so at least there's things that you could kind of talk about, uh, yeah. as opposed to the, the story. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to episode two. I want to see, uh, Sam and Bucky, you know, kind of reunite mm-hmm. and uh, join up and do some fun yeah. fighting. The- uh, I like the, ther- the therapy scenes are really, really funny. Really. We're joining these two characters in really, really sad situations, right? Yeah. Like we kind of are discovering that, you know, with uh, Tony Stark gone, nobody's really kind of financially taking care of these heroes. Um, yeah, they're all Sam poor. is getting <laughs> Sam is getting these government contracts, uh, but we're not really entirely sure, you know, how much those are worth. Uh, but he's out there just trying to make amends, just kind of sleeping on the floor and looks like a studio apartment. He's got an old elderly friend, which is kind of like a funny odd yeah. couple uh, situation. Um, Set him up on a date, even Bucky. Bucky's first <laughs> yeah, date. yeah, yeah. He said, and it's just like, yeah, he can't really tell. Like, yo, I'm a hundred and yeah. what do you see, like a hundred six years old. I, I think it's one hundred six. He said because, yeah. well, but it's funny because if you look at when we met Bucky originally, uh, he was the ladies' man. Remember, he had the girls out mm. at the. Uh, in the first Captain America thing. Yeah, so he was just like, yeah, there's a there's a system. You can't just go all in yeah. there. And he's just like, no, I'll, I'll help you out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's, it's fun, but, you know, again, it's just minutiae of the characters, right? I, yeah. I, I agree with you entirely. Uh, well, I, I, I do have I do have two two questions, and maybe this will lend to your theory. Okay. Uh, one is, is the shield that U.S. agent is holding, is that the real shield? Mm-hmm. Was the Is the real shield even in the Smithsonian to begin with? You know, would they really take something that valuable and just leave it out on display especially in in a movie universe where there are heists going on all the time everywhere mm-hmm. we've literally already seen stuff being stolen from from a museum especially vibranium uh, yes exactly so you know it's kind of hard to believe that they would let that in the smithsonian but i you know security was strong enough there you know who knows um so does u.s agent really have the shield uh, and uh, the other question I have is we see a super powered mysterious villain. Yes. He can kick people across the, the, the screen. And I think somebody was cut off and they were saying like, oh, do we think that this person is, what did they say? Something like, oh, is this person like the others? In- enhanced. This person. Yeah. So it's just like, is are we leaning towards inhumans or mutants? I, I don't know. Uh, no. Um, here's where my theory is going to drop in. The end of the credits actually mentions the Enhanced Persons Project from General Thunderbolt Ross, which is directly taken from the Incredible Hulk, mm-hmm. which is the blue stuff that they inject into uh, Blonsky. So I'm thinking, and I, t- I think I mentioned this in- on another episode, that they are... Um, Zemo is probably fueling more super powered villains with like maybe short bursts of the uh, like the super soldier serum. Hey, that, are you talking about our man? You, you, you I might you be call back. To yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, I think that's what it is. I think it's going to do with the blue canister, like the blue stuff that, you know, the super soldier serum stuff. You know, that's why this is a Captain America show. And they're going to try to bring, you know, the government's trying to make super powered like is the the new U.S. agent, so I'm going to call him just to, to prevent confusion, is he powered by this blue stuff as well? Or is he yeah, just a regular which, dude? Which kind of makes me think about that season of S.H.I.E.L.D. where they brought in that new director of S.H.I.E.L.D. who uh-huh. was masquerading as an inhuman, but he was being super powered. So it's yeah. almost kind of a similar story out yeah. there. I, I think the only thing that has me a little apprehensive, slightly worried about this show, and this is kind of a trope that I usually don't like in my TV shows and movies, is when an app is heavily relied upon for the plot. Mm-hmm. It seems like these flag smashers are organ- organizing around like some sort of underground app that gets them to where they need to be. And it has like this very on the 
very like straightforward, uh, just obvious UI of just like, oh, find the handprint and go there. That stuff always just seems a little cheesy to me. And mm. usually Marvel kind of avoids kind of some of that cheesy stuff. Uh, so, you know, it, they just kind of hinted at it a little bit in this first episode. I just hope it's not super heavily rely on, relied on. They did something kind of similar in season three of, um, of Westworld, which I never finished. I only yeah. watched the first couple episodes. But there is kind of like a bad guy, vi- like villain app. And it's just like, oh, I think that stuff's just kind of stupid. So I hope they don't lean on that too much. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I didn't I didn't get that. It didn't bother me too much because that one person, like, I don't know what who this Torres person is. Um, but, you know, he, he seemed to, uh, his, his role was that atypical, like, I'm infiltrating a thing, but I'm honestly, I'm going to blow my cover the first sign of trouble mm-hmm. kind of thing. I'm like, you're not, you're not really going to be in this too long, are you? I mean, you're probably going to die. His- if history has showed us anything, if you want these people to organize, like just go on Facebook. That I mean, yeah. that's how they storm the Capitol, right? Yeah. Like you don't you don't need a secret underground app to do it. They just do it right in yeah. front of your face. Yeah, but they filmed this two years ago, so I, I don't know <laughs> if I can blame them too much about not knowing what happened a yeah. couple months ago. It's just funny. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think there's again these are the six episodes. I think the first ones, you know, again our little exposition, and you know we're still waiting on Zemo. We're still waiting on Agent Thirteen to show up. Uh, Sharon Carter. Uh, so I think, you know, we've got a lot of way to, to escalate here in the next five episodes. So mm-hmm. I yeah, fully expect that to episodes, kick up. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have to move very quickly. They only have five episodes left. Yeah. I, I actually did, did the math real quick. If each episode is around like 45 minutes, uh, that's uh, four and a half hours. Yeah. So it's just this is going to be just a little bit longer than the Snyder Cut when all is said and done. So yeah. they're going to have to move through things pretty quickly. Yeah. I, and I, I honestly think they will. Uh, but, you know, hopefully I. Falcon gets his his his, uh, his shrimping boat before, before the <laughs> end of the end of the, the thing. Or what was it you say the Falcon was denied a bank loan? Is what you, you told <laughs> yeah, me? Yeah, uh, yeah. If you if you don't know, uh, sometimes Chris puts this at the beginning of the episode, little stinger. But I don't think we've done it in a while. His vocal warm up is the <laughs> Human Torch was denied a bank loan. Yep. So now it can be the Falcon was denied yeah. a bank loan. Now now we're hitting it on the head. I mean, this is this, this is true <laughs> to form. So yeah, Falcon and Soldier, uh, you know, starting off getting there a little bit. Um, I'm expecting a lot more uh, uh, promotions, a little more more things. So we've seen. You know, Falcon, not Falcon, WandaVision, a lot of the footage was altered uh, from the final episode to make it look like it was mm-hmm. earlier in the show. So I'm actually thinking we're going to like we're going to see a lot more of the first couple episodes of this one, because I don't think there's much they could hide in the, mm-hmm. the action scenes that are coming up. So knock on wood, we we see them actually get together and, and hang mm-hmm. out next episode. So, yeah, next Friday. All right. Well, that's it. This is short and sweet for the show. We already dumped all our time into, you know, the. The, Snyder, the Justice League Snyder Cut review. So we're going to wrap this up on a short news week. Mike, if people want to know what you're up to, where can they find you at? Well, they can check me out at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. People want to know more about our shows, where they can go listen to that Snyder Cut review at. Where can they find us at? Oh, just visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the hub of the podcast. That is the place you can find our awesome show notes, and you can find us at Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Please reach out. Uh, we, we, you know, we obviously want to know what you thought of the Snyder Cut, but what did you mm-hmm. think of Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Kind of got a little overshadowed by the big, looming uh, four-hour runtime oh. of uh, the Snyder Cut. Uh, so what did you think about Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Uh, please reach out. Uh, let us know. And we love our super fans, so if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, socially distance, wear your mask, get your your vaccine and uh you will be a super fan of the podcast and we will be here next week folks that's right every week uh till uh question marks at this rate so who knows we'll catch you then all right bye everybody thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe it's gonna be like 8 30 by the time we're done here but thankfully news is short so we got that going for us